Have you left your house doing three days, four days? I did venture out a little bit yesterday. You did? It, yeah, my kid had a, um, a baseball lesson, and they decided to open up for it because there was like a period what? of two hours where everything melted. So we're like, hey, let's get this kid out of the house because uh, he's got to move around or we're all going to lose our minds. Wow. And yet you're, you do nothing. You're not coming into work. Wow. I get you it. You aren't Steve. either. You know what I had to do, though, was legitimately like I have a little gate that had to, you know, where my driveway is. And it, yeah. every it's like the center of all ice in Texas. So whenever it gets icy like this, it builds up. And I had to just sit out there in buckets of hot water to melt it. Because, of Your course, gate. I have no salt, no, yeah. you know, ice melt, nothing. No way to do this except like an idiot out there I with know. a bucket of water. I know. I was I was out this morning with I took my uh, my, you know, my metal cup. Uh, you know my uh, what do you call it? Uh, it's this says it's an Arctic, but uh, it's not. Uh, it's an off-brand. Um, anyway, I took my metal cup and I was just bashing the gate to try to chip all the ice off this morning. It's so. I mean, it's so bad, so bad. It's embarrassing. It is. It is. Um, but we both made it in for the podcast and a really good podcast uh, today. We. We start with some really dicey things about ESG and why you have to call your state legislator right now. There are some really nefarious things going on, um, and we explain it in hour number one. Uh, Ken Paxton is also with us. We have um, uh, Bill Forstgen, uh, who is back with us to talk about what the World Economic Forum is saying is coming, a, a catastrophic hack into could be our financial system could be our electrical system in the next two years how do you prepare for something like that um and um and then another solution coming from uh yet another source somebody somebody gathering the team and gathering enough money to build a website called 1792 exchange that actually will report which banks are safe we think and which banks are definitely not safe and goes through all industry all on today's podcast you're listening to the best of the glenn beck program you a little bit and give you an update on uh, on a couple of things esg is one but first let me start with the uh three problems that we have and these all are front burner now there's very little time for you to get up to speed and you have to be very very careful on whom you're in bed with okay trust no one and uh as i'll show you later on in the show that's going to get much worse within a couple of years um first biggest most pressing problem esg and the world economic forum it is imperative that you teach your friends and your families about esg and the world economic forum it is important that you do not go to um, any other source, honestly, than the World Economic Forum. You can watch them say and plan all these things out in the open. Now, they've taken a lot of stuff off of their uh, line, but there's something called the Wayback Machine, where you can show this originated from them. 
Um, we have a second book coming out probably in uh, June or, God forbid, July. Um, and it is going to outline how deep the problem is beyond ESG now into tech. The second biggest problem that we have standing in the way of freedom is our federal government and the governments of the West. They are in bed with ESG. Look at Canada. It is terrifying what Canada is turning into. So our federal government is now a problem. And the third one is tech and AI. These are the three biggest problems that we have right now that are standing in our way. And you are going to feel very, very small when it comes to all three of them. Do you feel like you can battle big tech? Big tech, by the way, is hiring all of the people there. It is a revolving door from the FBI Justice Department and uh, our nation's intelligence agencies. It's a revolving door. They're basically running high tech now at the highest levels. It is terrifying, this public-private partnership and merger between our law enforcement and our spy agencies with big tech. But they also introduced something now that is just starting to become real. And you might skip these stories, but please do not. Anything on chat GPT is very important because it's an entry-level understanding of how the world is going to change. Once AI kicks in and is over, <clears throat> over everything, we're in deep trouble, deep, deep trouble. Federal government, you understand. ESG and the World Economic Forum, you understand. But let me, let me start uh, this program with just a look at the WEF and ESG. Uh, yesterday, I was on the phone with the uh, head of the Heritage Foundation, Kevin Roberts, who I have a great deal of respect for. And um, I, just in full disclosure, and not to sell them down the river, because I believe in the Heritage Foundation, um, but they are part of um, they are part of a coalition, and they don't have control of all of the partners, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, and I'm not sure. Um, who is part of this coalition and what their real intent is because they're doing some things that I don't understand. Uh, and they're blocking the legislation that empowers you um, at times. The coalition is. The coalition is. Yesterday, Kevin Roberts came out with a, um, a great statement. ESG poses a clear and present danger to the American way, way of life, the soul of our nation and every sector of our economy. Many organizations in the conservative movement have undertaken efforts to address this threat through policy research, litigation, commentary, model legislation, and more. The conservative movement is at its best when it moves in unison, and Heritage is honor to help lead and work alongside multiple coalitions focused on these activities. We support any leader and organization who is charging the hill to limit the power of woke financial institutions and eliminate politics in the boardrooms of America's companies. On this issue, we are proud to work with blah, 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 blah. Our movement is stronger together. I completely agree with Kevin and the Heritage Foundation on this. We cannot separate ourselves from one another. I will support when I can they should support when they can. 
and we should support each other when we are moving in the same direction. However, I want to make something <clears throat> real clear. The fight on this is happening right now at your state level. If you want to change things, the next two weeks are very important. And there are three different types of legislation. I'm sorry to get so into the weeds, but you are the only solution to this. <clears throat> three types of legislation being pushed. And I want you to understand the different bills so you can be aware of what's being introduced in your state. And so you are empowered with the pertinent information to fight for the protections you need in your life, for your family, for your business. This is happening now in the next couple of weeks. You cannot trust the system. Understand that. The system is corrupt. The system of lobbying is corrupt. The system, the global system of banking is corrupt. The closer you get to you, the less corrupt, uh, the less the possibility is that it is corrupt. But it's still a real threat at the local level. Do not trust the system. And I mean, that means even me. I am saying, do your own homework. Anything that, like, for instance, Wall Builders is doing on this, partnered with me, um, you need to understand. I want you to look under every uh, rock. I want you to see exactly what we're doing. I want you. And if you have a better idea, great. Maybe we'll support you on that better idea. But we're looking to, let me explain it this way. The World Economic Forum and ESG is a nasty super virus or super bug, okay? <clears throat> we need our strongest antibiotics to kill this thing. Now, why do they always say take all of your antibiotics? Because <clears throat> if you leave any of that bug alive in your system, you stop taking those antibiotics towards the end because you feel better. What you've left behind is the strongest part of that bug. And they mutate and get stronger, and then they don't, they're, they're immune to antibiotics. Almost everything in our system is immune to antibiotics. You can expose it and nothing happens. You can, you can document and expose, and you can even bring it all the way up to the top to the justice system, and nothing happens. It's immune to almost all of our antibiotics. So we need the strongest antibiotics we have left in the Republic to go after this bug and uh, make sure it is wiped out entirely. Take all of the antibiotics. So do not dismiss any approach. Kill it with everything that you have. Does that make sense? The most important thing, I think, is we must return the power to the hands of the people. And right now, Heritage is working on, and so are many others, but because I brought up Heritage, they're working on some really great bills. Um, number one bill, prohibit state contracts with companies that boycott based on ESG uh, causes. So your state won't award any contract to anybody. Now remember, 
we'll probably have only about 20 states and they'll blue be the uh, red states where the blue states are the ones generally speaking new york and california that carry all of the weight and any purple state is not going to do it okay so prohibit state contracts a good move number two prohibit state pension funds for being used for esg a spectacular move has to be done um however I want you to understand that doesn't affect you, okay? Prohibiting state pension funds from being used under ESG. State pension funds, that's not your pension. That's just the state workers. So it doesn't include everything. Again, it's the state doing what the state can do with the money that they have. What about your pension fund? And that's what is happening now in Congress, okay? Now, the, the, last, the last one is, in my, in my um, estimation, equally as important, and it is called fair access. The third type of bill, and this is the one the banks and everybody else is standing up against. They're fighting the others, but they are winning the fight on fair access, and that's concerning to me. This is the one that provides protection for you and our critical industries. It is protection for you, the little guy, the individual. Because let's not forget, E, S, and G are truly against you. Cut your energy off. Cut your, uh, your, um, your voice out by regulating what you can and cannot say and destroy your business by making sure that it, it, you have the right kind of people according to the banks and to the government um, in your organization. That will destroy everything in America. In fact, Larry Fink said, every company and every industry will be transformed by the transition to net zero world. The question is, will you lead or will you be led? So the third bill that I think is really important is Fair Access to Financial Services Act. Fair Access would require, this is the argument is, the state can't tell businesses what they can and cannot do. Well, really? Because they seem to be doing that a lot lately. Um, <clears throat> the local banks and the state banks and the credit unions and insurance under the uh, the Fair Access to Financial Services Act will require them to disclose to you if anything is denied based on anything other than quantitative financial standards and traditional criteria. So if you're if you are applying for a loan and your ESG score is bad, they have to tell you that. Now, people will say, why is that so important? Okay, so we know. Right. Information is power. When they have to tell you that, you then, as an individual or a corporation or a, a company, can come in and sue them. Without this part, you're waiting around for the attorney general. And you have no proof as to what they're doing. It's all hearsay. Look, I know I walked into that bank. I've always been good, and they turned me down. Why'd they turn me down? Well, they don't have to tell you. So you can never take action against them. 
and you do not want to wait or hope and pray that your attorney general is is walking the same line as you are and is also um uh is also not so overwhelmed that he can take this on the power must reside with you that doesn't mean that the other things can't be passed they should be passed but fair act i want you to call your legislatures today and tell them you want a fair access bill it is so critically important now i will tell you let me take a quick break and then i'll tell you something that i know um that i i that no one will go on record with but i have had conversations um about it and i i think you need to know about it you're listening to the best of the glenn beck program How are you, sir? I am doing well. And by the way, they're called stabilizing braces. Stabilizing braces. That's what it is. Thank you. Um, so you're Glad stabilizing. Thank you. You're, <laughs> I, I am the worst gun advocate because I don't. I don't know. Anyway, um, stabilizing braces. We love braces. you anyway, Glenn. It's good. If you have one of these, and I have friends that have them. If you have one of these, you bought them legally. Um, and now the ATF says in like 118 or 117 days, uh, you're going to be a felon if you haven't applied for a tax stamp and sent them all of your information. Well, there's no way to get a tax stamp in 120 days. I don't want to give the government, uh, you know, any information on anything uh, unless I absolutely have to. Um, what do people do if they have these guns? Well, you forgot to give the good information. You'll they'll only put you into prison for up to ten years. So, oh yeah, 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 like, right. You forgot to mention the ten-year prison sentence. Yeah. No, this is uh, pretty radical. Obviously, a stabilizing brace uh, it makes no sense other than that they're trying to force registration, which they're which is completely illegal. And so, not only do you have this Wisconsin group, but I, I can guarantee you, we're on our way to filing a lawsuit because this is complete violation of the Second Amendment. Which you know clearly, this is just another work. They call it workarounds. Work around the Constitution. Right. This is what this right. is what they do. Workarounds. And this is, I mean, if this stands, everything. I mean, we'll lose everything because all it means is that the ATF can just deem anything too dangerous to have, and their word is law. So, do you expect this to be resolved before the hundred and twenty days, or? Let's say uh, I'm well, your let's let's say you're a lawyer and I'm your client. Ken, I have one. I've got friends who have one. What do I do? Well, we're going to file a lawsuit, and the first thing we're going to ask for is a, a, an injunction, and uh, so that people are not subject to these regulations without us having the opportunity to, to, to try this on the merits. And I think trying it on the merits, obviously, uh, I think we would win. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that's what we're going to try to stop it so that people don't have to live in fear of the ATF coming to their house and arresting them for having a, a stabilizing brace for a pistol. It, we are sitting in a, in a country now where our federal government is imposing rules and regulations that will make us criminals terrorists uh, uh federal offenders and yet they're letting all of the people who should be in jail 
out and letting people get away with stuff if they're on the right side or a useful idiot. I mean, the world is upside down. Well, we've elected people that are, that are not there to help the American people. I mean, all you have to do is look at what they did with COVID. They, they told Americans, one, you can, you're gonna lose, we're going to try to force you to lose your job if you don't get vaccinated. We're not going to let you transport around the country or be anywhere if you don't wear a mask. You can't come back into the country unless you get tested and you don't have COVID. However, if you're an illegal, if you're coming here illegally, whatever your background is, criminal or not, you can come to the border. We're not going to test you. We're going to transport you around the country. We're not going to worry if you had COVID. As a matter of fact, if you have COVID, all the better. So it's clear to me this administration is not out for the best interest of the American people. They are out to change us into the country that they control, much like what happened in Venezuela or China. So we just had in Texas, um, we just completed, I think, two miles of a new border wall. Uh, then we had, um, we're working on another 12, but there's at least 40 that is just hemorrhaging um, people. Um, and Texas is just doing this, you know, on its own. Ken, people are so tired of games and things just going on and on and on and on. What do you have in your quiver that is going to end this madness, and how long is it going to take? Well, elections have consequences, and and and, and our system of government depends on uh, a balance of powers. And so we're fighting our way. We have 15 lawsuits. We have 38 total lawsuits where we've sued the Biden administration in a two-year period. We've got 15 of those relate to the border. We just filed this other one that you referenced earlier they're going to let 30,000 people into the country and they're going to fly them in completely illegal. And, you know, we're, we're in the middle of we, we're winning most of those. The problem is it takes for a long time to go through, through the judicial system. And on occasion, we lose. I mean, the Supreme Court made a horrible decision on Remain in Mexico. Fortunately, we have another lawsuit that I think we've got a chance at. But, you know, it's not an easy process taking on the federal government, especially when the Supreme Court told us in uh, this case under the Obama administration which was called the United States versus uh, Arizona, where they said that the federal government could pass laws and then not enforce them. And then if a state tried to protect themselves, that was illegal. And that's insane. And I'm hoping we'll get a chance to, to challenge it. I'm hoping our legislature, our governor does something that violates that particular uh, holding and we can challenge it because it cannot be right that states don't have the right to protect their citizens if the federal government is going to walk away from enforcing the laws that are on the books. I thought it was in maybe the state constitution. I thought it was in the constitution that if if the government doesn't protect the borders, if they are found uh, negligent in that, it is the state's right to uh, to enforce that. I thought the argument was we just had to make the case that this was out of control. Is that not true? Well, no. So there's first of all, there's no case law on that. So that that there, there is a provision that we we're, we could try to rely on. Here's the challenge. We're not in a position where we were in, in the entire history of our country where Border Patrol was there to stop people from coming in. They used to, like, guard the border. The Biden administration has changed the paradigm. The paradigm now is Border Patrol does logistics. The cartels have been informed by the Biden administration from day one that all they have to do is bring people and bring as many as you want. As a matter of fact, the more you bring, the more money you'll make, 10,000 a person, 8,000 a person, whatever it is. And just, you're not running from us anymore. You come to Border Patrol, you deliver to the Border Patrol. So now none of our state resources are involved. They go directly to Border Patrol and they hand them off 
and they say the magic word, which is asylum. And then Border Patrol takes over. And this is, by the way, not Border Patrol's fault. This is what the Biden administration has. I know, I know. The position of. So now all they do is they then transport them wherever the federal government says to transport them. And there's no place in that process. The only way we could stop that, and that's where most people go, uh, is to start, I mean, I guess, shooting Border Patrol agents, which, you know, is not going to happen. We're not going to. Those are not the enemy. The enemy is the Biden administration who is uh, taking advantage of Border Patrol to cut a deal with a cartels and we have basically are in partnership with the cartels and and that's the problem this is so insidious and evil and uh, by the way i i don't know anybody who um i didn't understand the shooting the the border uh, agents we the these guys are man they're i mean the suicide rate is high because these guys aren't allowed to do what they know is right. I, I feel for these border agents. Um, and Glenn, if like they crazy. do, then they're punished. I mean, you saw I know. guys that were, were, were on horseback and they made this garbage up and they couldn't prove yeah. it, but they still punished them. And they went out and just made them look terrible. And they're, I mean, this is pure evil. These are your employees. They're the ones out risking their lives. They're trying to protect Americans. And the Biden administration kicks them in the head, beats them up and, and throws them away. And that's, that's our that's our administration. That's why I'm saying these people that are running our federal government do not like Americans. They do not like freedom. They are doing everything they can to do work around the Constitution so that they can tell us how to live our lives. So why doesn't why why isn't the governor out? Or I mean, don't want you to have to answer for the governor, but why are we not making more of a case uh to at least texans that we are in bed with the cartels the the sex trafficking and the and the child sex trafficking is off the charts let alone all of the fentanyl and drugs that are coming across the border you have 500 immigrants in new york and they're declaring an emergency Good heavens, how many hundreds of thousands have come just through Texas? How many millions have come millions. through Texas and are still here? Well, so I would say, I mean, the legislature's in session right now in Texas. We're, they're authorizing billions to be sent. The governor's going to sign that. Uh, I do believe the, the governor, lieutenant governor, are all out talking about this issue. But I know you're going to be shocked by this, but... Your your show is not like CBS, NBC, ABC. That they don't cover our point of view, but we are out saying. I, I am literally talking about this every single day about this insanity that is going on where the federal government basic not basically they have an agreement with the partner with the cartels to import drugs, human traffic, and get as many people here and and make the cartels literally billionaires. Uh, hey, hang on, day. hang on, hang on. You say um, not basically they do have. Do you have proof that they have that kind of a deal? It's not in writing, fun. It's it's the message that was sent day one. We're not going to, I mean, day okay. one, Biden says, okay. we will not I agree with that. anybody. Yeah. And, by the way, come just bring your people to us. That way the border's wide open. All of, the, all of our people, all of our Border Patrol now right there at that point. And so we used to have border, more Border Patrol agents along the border. Now they're doing logistics. And so it makes it easier for the cartels to transport drugs, get people in here who can't qualify, uh, can't say the magic word asylum because they may be a terrorist or, you know, some type of criminal. They go, they just walk across the border now because there's no one there. And this is the, this is the deal. It, it's not written down, but it has been told. It has been spread by the Biden administration. 
And it's clear to the cartels, hey, we can make a lot of money on drugs, human trafficking. We can we can import as, as, as much drugs as we can make. We can get them here. Kids are going to die. And the Biden administration, do it. Do it as fast as you can. Bring as many people as you can. Import as much drugs as you can. They don't say that publicly, but they say, here's how you do it. We've given you the roadmap. And the cartels are not stupid. And the Chinese are not stupid. They're producing these drugs as fast as they can, send them to the cartels, and it's all happening the way I, I think it's happening. I mean, I have to tell you, uh, Ken, the, the Chinese are just running the opium wars on us. It's, it's, the, yeah. the, they learned this from Great Britain, and they're doing it to us. They're on our border, shipping all this stuff across, um, and, uh, and rotting us from the inside. And the Biden administration is a big part of it. Um, Ken, I appreciate all your hard work. Give me, leave me on a high note. Are, are we making progress on it? Do you see a light at the end of the tunnel on this? Uh, I don't think uh, uh, we can but... ever rest, uh, but I do think we we have we have a really good chance of winning this because we are right. We are we are doing the things that protect the American people, and I truly believe as the consequences of this border mm-hmm. affect more and more Americans, which it's going to. We are going to see the consequences of this for years. And when you see Democratic mayors uh, complaining about it, even though they're not directing at the right people, you know this is having an impact. And I believe in the long run. We're going to win this fight. Glad to hear it. Ken Paxton, our attorney general from the great state of Texas. Thank you so much. for talking. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. about uh, somebody who is in swinging for the fences here on ESG. Uh, it is 1792exchange.com. 1792exchange.com. They have um, put together a list of a 1,000 companies. They've looked over all their policies, their practices, and other uh, criteria to determine the likelihood of that company, that business, that bank, canceling a contract or a client or boycott divest or deny service based on the views or beliefs of the person of the customer um so i wanted to get uh, i wanted to get paul fitzpatrick on because he's the president of the 1792 exchange paul thank you for all of your hard work well glenn thank you it's my honor to be on and i appreciate that you are educating your audience once again on this important issue so um, here we are looking at ESG, something that we were told, what, two years ago, that it was a conspiracy theory. There was nothing to it. It is absolutely everywhere now. I'm just looking at 1792exchange.com, and I, am, I just pulled up the banks. How uh, confident are you that these ratings are uh, comprehensive enough for these banks? Glenn, that's a fantastic question. What our team has done, and you're right, you said we have analyzed a thousand companies looking at six criteria, but we had to go with publicly available information. Honestly, if we heard from a friend of a friend that they got canceled, their bank canceled them, or their payroll processor, or their web hosting site canceled them, if we couldn't verify it, we actually didn't change their rating for that. We'll try to find proof because what what you see is when you look in there you pull up like you said you could search on banks 
You could search on different by industry. You could say, I want to give, give me every lower risk bank. And then look at those. What we want folks to do is look through the actual ratings. Look at the footnotes and see. Because, for example, a, a bank may be rated as lower, excuse me, medium risk. But the reason it's medium risk may be a greater threat to me than it is to you. So we have to go with public available information. But what we are asking people to do is to go on our site and submit their examples that if they were canceled by a bank, so we can know, so we can alert others and we'll change their rating. And, and I would say we hope that this tool both equips and protects small businesses and nonprofits and families, but also that it helps corporations make the right decision in the future. Maybe we can get to that later in the so program. So are you paying attention at all to the um, legislation that is working its way through states on fair access? Yes, Glenn, we have we have behind the scenes been looking at and monitoring and uh, been involved in fair access. You've got bills that some talk about phrase as social credit scores. Right. Uh, and those are those are more complicated to write, frankly, from a constitutional perspective. Right. Um, but it, these are important. Uh, the but others the, that you're the, seeing. The, oh, hang on just a sec. The fair actus access bill. I talked about it a couple of hours ago. This is why the legislation is so important, because you may have a feeling that these banks or these businesses are canceling you for some reason, but they don't they're not required to disclose that. If you have your fair access legislation in your state, they have to disclose they're using something other than traditional practices. They're using an ESG score or something like that. And that's the only way we can ever truly know if these banks, if these businesses are really safe or they're not, because we have to use public information. You are absolutely right. We, we do need legislation, both federally and state. We also what we've seen is lots of legislation moving and you'll see it in 20 to 30 states to protect the pension funds of the state employees. And these pension funds, as you know, and your listeners know, they have been weaponized. You have red states like Texas and others have been handing over the billions and billions, actually trillions of dollars to asset managers and like BlackRock. And that those organizations, BlackRock, is going in, they're voting the shares and they're putting pressure, even more importantly, putting pressure on CEOs. And you're absolutely right. We need daylight. And that's why we call this our spotlight reports, our corporate bias ratings. So we encourage folks to go in there. And we do encourage, as you're saying, your listeners to touch base with your state legislators, federal legislators, but all of your statewide elected officials so that they can get behind good legislation. So uh, help me out on, um, because this could be used to find a bank, um, real estate. I mean, really, every, you have everything uh, covered in this. And I'm just looking up, um, I'm trying to look up uh, food, beverage, and tobacco. Um, when you look at companies like, for instance, Coca-Cola, it's damn near impossible to boycott them because they own almost everything. I mean, there's like four companies that, or I think it's 12, that control most of the food and beverage in, in the country. It, it, is, it is a real challenge, Glenn. And that's why what we, also, we understand people are going to make decisions, say, I'm not going to shop at this store, I'm going to shop at that store. But we think you actually have an even better influence. Yes, do that. That shop in stores that support your values, or at least don't undermine your values. 
But we want folks to print out the report, bring it into the store that's doing the wrong thing and say, can I talk to the manager and say, why, why do you have a high risk rating? Uh, I'll shop here if you get to, to medium or lower. And then go to the other store. Oh, oh well, let me say, the stores that you, where you do shop that are rated lower risk, print it out and go in and say, thank you. Thank you for not undermining my values. Thank you for just pray, providing good products and services. We believe in those market forces. Uh, but, but frankly, our side isn't really good at just saying no, no and moving. We, we need to communicate if we're going to do that. Yeah. Um, so how can we help you? Well, honestly, if you encourage folks to go to 1792exchange.com, look at our spotlight report, look up the companies where you shop, where do you bank, who, if you're on a small business or a nonprofit, you're a larger customer, you have leverage. Those folks should talk to their suppliers, use this, and also go in and say, I see that you're a medium risk or a high risk. Would you change the terms of my contract to, to guarantee that you're not going to cancel me for ideological reasons. If we had a lot of people going in and doing that, that would filter up to the higher ranks of corporations. And, and I, so those are just some simple things that people can do. But again, uh, your listeners are educated, but let, I encourage them to let their statewide elected officials, all of them, governor, AG, treasurer, state legislators, as well as your federal, let them know you care. And because there's a lot of folks are doing a lot of good work. I know as you've talked about, you've had people like Riley Moron, treasurers. He's a treasurer of West Virginia. You've mm -hmm. got attorneys general doing good things. Thank them when they step out, because I will tell you, the business interests put massive pressure on these elected officials. Uh, they, they say they're going to not support them at massive and they're not going to support them financially. So these folks need to hear from voters. Paul, why are you doing this? Why, why this topic? Why? I mean, I've, I'm looking at your your history. You have, you know, you served on Capitol Hill, deputy chief of staff for Carol, uh, Kelly Loeffler, Georgia, Mark Meadows of North Carolina. Uh, you've worked with the Family Research Council, uh, Freedom Partners. Um, you've got great education, a wife of kids. You're working actively in your church. Why is this one important to you? Why did you do this? Uh, honestly, Glenn, the left has had this long march through the institutions. And the last one that they have captured is big business. And so now we have the marriage of big business with big government. And the left is able to advance their agenda, agenda far more rapidly. And what that does, that threatens our freedom. It's, it's really free exercise, freedom of speech, but free enterprise. And if those go, the nation goes. We are not going to be able to raise our families, worship the way we want to worship, and have jobs and be able to support our families if, if we can't fix this. And just, just one point, just think about this. Um, BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, they control roughly $20 trillion in assets. The entire U.S. economy is roughly $20 trillion in assets. Mm -hmm. So when they, are, when they are politicizing public companies, that hurts those companies, right? And so that means their stock is going to go down, most likely. Well, 75% of all assets in the stock market are tied in one way, shape, or form to retirement. And so these corporations getting politicized, taking their eye off the ball and focusing on political agendas, not shareholder value, what they are doing, they're harming the retirement security of every American. 
And so that's why we're doing it. I want my kids and your kids and grandkids to have opportunity and freedom and security because a weak nation is, is going to be very vulnerable. And I know you've talked about it, but even in this ESG banner, the E is choking off our energy. And that is a tre- tremendous threat to us. On the S, that's where the, the threats on the social are threats to our freedom and undermining mm-hmm. our values. And so that's really why we do it. And we're, we're a nonprofit, and we just appreciate that folks are coming alongside and speaking out. Okay, we're talking about 1792exchange.com. One more question. How do you get a high-risk rating? If I go how to your website, you I'm like, yes. yeah, how, how do I, what does lower risk mean, that there's no evidence of it, and medium is there's some rumors, and high risk you know, is, that, what is it? Yes, that's a good question. You know, high risk is is they have canceled. We know they've canceled. They have weaponized their brand. They've weaponized their dollars. They've either fired an employee for ideological reasons. They've denied service. They've canceled a contract like you've, you've recently seen folks being denied service by banks and others. Um, m- medium risk is they have done some things. They haven't outright canceled, but they are stepping out. They're speaking. They're using their voice and their platform and their dollars. Uh, that makes you think you caution the kind of company that is going to do all those things just short of canceling actually might one day decide to cancel. And that's where you get a medium risk, uh, just to, to put it in a generic terms. Okay. Um, Paul, again, thank you for everything. Anything we can do to help you, you please uh, ring me up and, and talk to us because we, we are there in your corner. Thank you. Well, thank you, Glenn. We appreciate all you're doing. You bet. Uh, 1792exchange.com. Now, listen, one of the important things um, that he's asked for here is if you feel you have, especially if you have evidence of it, um, that you have been canceled, you have been rejected, you've you know lost a job, anything because of ESG, any of those scores, anything because of your politics or anything else, you need to let them know. Go to 1792exchange.com. But there's also something I gave you in hour number one of the, um, of the podcast is the uh, exchange that we have put up as well. This one is just for lawmakers to be able to see. Um, it's ESG against us. We are looking for anybody who has had problems uh, being canceled for any reason by a company, especially a bank. Um, go to ESGAgainstUs.com. And I would ask you to go to 1792exchange.com. Na, na, na.